Up next on Inside Champ Car, science fiction, viruses, and racing. Welcome to the current edition of Inside Edition. No, Inside Champ Car. It feels Somewhere. very... Epis- yeah. When Episode we start talking about science, fiction, and viruses, it sounds very Inside Edition, Bill. It does. It but does. It, but U- it's not. UFOs are the... If you watch YouTube and you hang out on YouTube like I do to the uh, not-so-happiness of my wife, <laughs> um, all you see are UFOs revealed, the U.S. Uh, you know, yeah. U.S. is hiding classified information and... So my wife will walk in at various times into the studio, and she'll look at my monitor, and she'll say, what rabbit hole are you going down now? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yep. 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 That's, that shows our age, man. Anyway. It, it all started with Leonard Nimoy a long time ago with his uh, TV, yeah. his weekly TV show about, you know, issues all right. around the so world. So the guy at the top right corner. Oh, yeah. That's Bill Oh, yeah, Strong. we have a guest. Guy in the bottom Right corner. I guess, yeah, right corner. That's me. And then the good-looking guy in the big box, that's uh, that's a guy you know, Bill. Yeah, Steve Sawicki. Steve Sawicki. How are you doing, Steve? I'm doing really well. Uh, it's good to be here. I'm, we're glad to have you. Uh, my Thank first you for joining time... us, and we'll see you next week. Oh, oh wait. What's next week? No. What's next no. week? I don't know. We haven't even gotten we were... done with this week yet, Bill. Oh, okay. <laughs> Got to do this week Steve. first. Steve. Now you, real quick, you drove in a Vissel Racing Championship team. A couple weeks ago, you drove with Sparrow Speed, Miata team. You drove with yep. a couple other t- cars as well. How'd you get? How'd you get started in racing? Ha! Beat you to it, Brian. Good job, Bill. Uh, well, I started back in geez, probably 2005 with Skip Barber driving the open wheel open cockpit, oh, Skippy doing yeah. that series, and uh, that's a that's really expensive racing. Mm-hmm. for fairly small amount of seat time yeah and uh i realized i couldn't i couldn't support that and so i went from there to, to karting uh johan schwartz actually ran a uh karting right. program called endurance karting and johan um races champ car and it was also the the ta champ uh, a couple of years ago um so i raised i raced carts with him for a couple of years and somebody there said, well, if you like this, you really should try. There's a thing called called Lemons and Chump Car, and they race all over the place, and it's, it's fairly reasonable. You should go try them. Um, so I did some research. I looked up. I ran into a couple of, uh, of Russian kids who had put together a BMW and said, yeah, we're going to do this race in uh, in Ohio. You should, you know, if you want to come, just give us a couple hundred bucks and come race with us. It's the It's a 25-hour race. And I said, yeah, absolutely. What could go wrong with that? You know, uh, 20, yeah. you know the, the value per minute was was just incredibly good. Right. Good to pass up. So my first race with, with Chump Car was the 25-hour, 25-minute, 25 25-second 25 race at Nelson Ledges. Yes, yeah. Um, I thought I it was 24, 24, 24. It was the year before that. Oh, yeah. Then it was 25. Yeah, that's yeah. right. We added on yeah. an hour. It was the longest, the longest endurance race ever. At that point. At that point, yeah, because yes. then they went on to like doing some stupid like thirty-eight hour races. Yeah, Jesus. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's a ridiculous amount yeah, of time. It's just, car. as a car owner, <laughs> it's just stupid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and, then I, and then I did the twenty-four hour been... BIR race a month a month later. Oh yeah, I was there for that. Yeah. Yep. Now, um, did you do that with? When did you come on with Visceral? Um, 
oh 2014 so it was, was it three... at summit no uh lime rock oh okay yeah we didn't go to that one we were watching it though yep yep yeah. ron was looking ron was had just just created the new team he had done one race uh yeah. and that was at summit point yeah because that's when i first met them i have a yes. picture of their car and yep. the whole bit their first race out it was gold or whatever porsche calls that color yeah like a bronzy yeah. gold yeah, so that was my first race with him, and then uh, did you know five? It's now more than that, seven, seven years. Yeah, eight years, something like that. Yeah. So a lot, a lot of races with Visceral, and I did some racing in between. You know, while Ron was trying to, right? I did some racing with our banks and uh, race with Mike Ogren in his VWs, mm -hmm. um, and uh, Cranky Anchors did a, did a did a few races with them as well, right? So, so very different cars, pretty much all of those cars that you just mentioned. Um, you know, go to Porsche to what was what was um Robin running then? The um the Sobs? Oh the Saab. Yep. Yeah. Is that the one that's just basically it's a shell with an engine attached to something at the front and maybe a hatch at the back? I don't even think you had that on it. It was everything out of that car that did not make it go forward fast was out yeah. of it. Yeah, that was the car was fast. Yeah. Um, and I, I raced a Coda with him and then at Watkins Glen as well. And we were actually leading it at the Glen before uh, the car threw a belt and yeah. that was it. Yeah, his cars were always pretty awesome. It's like, uh, I remember looking at it, just going, man, there's, a, oh, and I think we were doing a race where it was going to be like 100 degrees, NCM. And he was so upset that he was going to, everybody was complaining about needing a cool <laughs> shirt. And he, he, <laughs> he didn't want to add that extra weight to it, yeah. which totally understandable. But uh, yeah, Mike Ogren, he's kind of, Infamous or not infamous? He's famous through the uh, racing. He does here in the East Coast. He yeah, races. He does with everything with a lot of different organizations. Yeah, yep. SECA and yep. um, NASA and everybody. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I think back, him... back when I was with him, he was only doing he was only doing Chump Car, and then yeah. he, was, he had plans to he had a um, wanted to get his son and more into right into SCCA, and so eventually was started to branch out. But yeah, Mike Mike was an interesting guy. I think his. His son did pretty well recently doing something. Spec Miata or something? Spec something. I saw him. No, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Doing something. But yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh national champion Sometimes last year. Sometimes I just want to run. Wait, what was that? Nothing. Echo. <laughs> so um <laughs> wrong button. Um running with Visceral Racing. You know, national champion, almost national champion a whole bunch of times, it seemed like. He was always there. But just something stupid at the end, like a bolt or a fuse. Or... Well, yeah, Sonoma. Sonoma was the race where we had, you know, we 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 brought the car out to Laguna Seca um, in December. We said, well, if we're going to go out, let's do Laguna Seca, and then we'll do Sonoma. We brought the car out to Laguna Seca, and about an hour into it, the car I was driving, and the car died, and uh, we broke a torque tube, mm. which. I he had never done which we've never done yeah. and he didn't have it he didn't have yeah. one so we actually we started calling junkyards and uh you know nobody knows what a torque tube is right all they'll say is porsches yeah we have porsches come and come and take a look yeah. <laughs> um so we went and looked and we looked at a lot of cars and we eventually found one and unfortunately they wouldn't let us bring a jack into the junkyard and they had the car set up on a um on a wheel under the differential 
Oh, which if you want to get a torque tube out, that's not where you that's want. That's not the, where no. you want the wheel. No. No. So we had to find, figure out a way to lift the car up to get the the yeah. the wheel off. Um, and we, we eventually did that, and then got the torque tube. So it was it was a whole adventure. We worked for the car. We worked on the car until eleven o'clock that night. Wow. Still didn't get it fixed. The next morning, we still didn't get it fixed. We got it fixed to get it out at Laguna to finally do some track time. Right. And then we stored the car for two months. Yeah, yeah, right. Until Sonoma. Um, ran well in practice. We won, we won the race going away on Saturday. Sunday, we led the race pretty much right from the beginning. Um, 40 minutes from the end. The other driver and I are sitting in the car trying to get a little warm because it was cool. And Ron comes out. Ron was in the car because another radio says the car is dead. Oh, no. And we said, what? And then he just shut everything off. He wouldn't respond to us. And uh, we just, uh, one of the fuses had gotten some rust on the prongs and stopped making contact and shut the car off. And we couldn't get it started. He was trying everything, man. It was, we had a camera on him the whole time and it was just. That's the classic. Um, it hurt. It hurt. That's the. He cl- was frantic, but but really, you know, within five minutes went by, and that was it. We were never, even if we got the car fixed, going yeah. back up, we were never going to yeah. get. You know, we just we that was it. We lost it, uh, and that that to me was my that was my championship. Yeah, you know, I was in the car both days. We had done really well. We should have had, we should have had that race, and just because of a of a, a nickel fuse. Right. Yeah. I was just saying um, that's the classic story of the the ten cent part that. Yeah, you know yeah. that fails at just the right or wrong time, and and who who thinks to change the fuse box? Yeah, I mean, or we even go, check to see if there's rust on them. You just right. don't. Think. I mean, I mean, we, we nut and bolt the car. We look at big things that you th- you, you know wear items. You know, that well, he you, was even doing the same thing. He's like going through and looking through. He looked in the fuse box. They all look good. Then he's checking, you know, changing oh, so yeah. wires and everything. Even, even broken. It was just no, so when you looked at corroded. it, it looked right. Yeah, yeah, it looked wow. fine. Yeah. And it was the connector inside, wasn't it? That was bad or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was just there was just rust on the prongs and yeah. over wow. the course of time it just stopped making a connection. And that was it. It was my job after that race to um, take it. a file and to file down the fuses okay. to make sure they were shiny and, and bright for every race. <laughs> or just put new ones in. <laughs> nah, we were we were too cheap for that. Yeah, they're from the northeast too, you know. Everything you you take yeah. metal outside for like two seconds and it's rusted yeah. out, and already starting to fall apart. That's yeah, what but you don't you don't think of you don't think of that as a as a potential issue. Is just there's no reason you anybody would think that that's something you needed to right to take a look at. But it, it's or, fun, funny you say that, Bill, because out here I'm in SoCal, Steve, and there, there's no rust, there's no road salt, there's nothing, and we had a, we had a car out and was having problems and they couldn't figure out what it was. And I'm talking with the guy, and he goes, yeah, you know, I moved here from from Michigan. And I'm like, oh, wait a second. You have old, you have Midwest problems on this car that you don't even know yeah. about. Yeah. He bought the car in Michigan. And um, I was able to help him real fast at that point. I'm like, oh, we got to look at all the, all the, all the North Midwest problems. And so we, you, when we go to Road, Road, Road America, the, the craziest stuff I'd ever seen up there was getting off the airplane, getting in the car, we're going to lunch. And looking at every vehicle, <laughs> and none of them had sills on them. They were just complete rust and gone. 
you know, that just blew me away. I'd never seen that before. Yeah. You know, I was what, 55 years old or 50, I don't know, 50 years old, never seen that before. Wow. Jeez, Bill, gr growing up, every car I got in had had the the driver's floor rusted out. Oh, yeah. Well, see, in England, that happened when I, because I owned Minis and Fords, the Capris. Right. And by the time I got them, they were 10 years old. Yeah. And, you know, which, geez, that's not 73, and then it was 82, so they were nine years old. And, um, yeah, not much floor left. England just destroyed, you know, the they didn't have salty roads. They just had salt everywhere right. in the air. Everywhere. Sure. Well, you're also getting in the car with wet feet and then putting them on the metal. Yeah. And so there's always there's always yeah. metal on the inside. There's always wet on the inside and the outside. Yeah. Right. It's not like they had floor mats like we through. have. Yeah. <laughs> not like they have floor mats like we have nowadays. So um you're uh you're driving for visceral and let's talk about something that probably we, we don't talk too much about. What's it like? Just go to the UFO part, kinda. <laughs> What's it like to be in the air upside down in a race car? Um it's Wait, let me let me preface that. Yeah. Nelson Ledges, Nelson Ledges, <laughs> visceral a couple of years ago. We have camera in the car. We have camera out on the corner. I'm standing out there. Just we had a big rainstorm. Or Nelson Ledges, it's always wet. And uh, you're in the car, and I think you guys were leading, weren't you? Or yeah, probably we were. Or maybe yeah, Troy was leading. I, I say the MR2 was leading. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> so, but um, so we, yeah, now we all, know this was, is a story of fiction. It was all pretty cool, but. You get upside down. What was that like? Um, yeah, so I'm in. A, I'm, I'm coming through the carousel, and, and the track had been really wet, so the cars have been sliding a lot. There were cars off. I think I had been off once prior to that. And I'm in the carousel, and um, the next thing I know, I'm going backwards. And I'm thinking, okay, I know there's a big tire wall. I'm take my hands off the wheel, and. Um, the car hits, but that's not a big hit. It, it, it hits and it starts to roll. The next thing I know, I'm, I'm upside down. And I'm thinking, oh, this is really bad. I better be prepared <laughs> to get out of this thing before fuel yeah. comes out and it catches. And then, and then this, a second later, I'm right side up again. And I think, <laughs> oh, wait a minute. That worked out okay. Um, and the car's still running. <laughs> oh, she never even shut off. <laughs> and I look out the windshield. I look out the windshield and the tire barrier is in front of me. And I'm thinking... And then I see the track and I'm thinking, where, where am I? Um, I can't, I can't think of any part of the track where there's a tire where I would go off and there'd be a tire barrier between me and the track. Right. So I put it in reverse and went to back it up and backed it up on top of a tire. I guess when I went over, <laughs> I threw tires. Yeah, all over the place. Yeah. So I, I, I high spotted it on a tire. And it took a long time for the corner workers to get there. I'm trying to figure out, trying to go forward. I'm trying to go back. Yeah. Our car is stuck. And finally, a corner worker gets, and I say, how does the car look? And he says, car looks fine. I said, what am I stuck on? And he says, you're stuck on a tire. I said, how do I get back to the track? And he said, you can't. I said, what do you mean I can't? He said, we're on the other side of the tire wall. And that's when I said, well, wait a minute. I went over the tire wall. Oh, wow. So I'm on the other side of the tire wall. So in order to get back, I would have to drive around the outside of the track, yeah. get onto the road, and then come in through the through the main entrance, which would have been odd. Is that a, Does that get a cutting the course penalty? <laughs> well, that would be a long way around. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think that would have taken so much time they wouldn't have. So the so, tow truck shows up. Calls me back over the tire yeah. barrier, and I'm thinking, oh, please don't pull anything off the bottom of the yeah, car. Yeah, no kidding. 
And they pull me back over and I say, is it okay if I drive away? And they said, yeah, do what you want. Yeah. <laughs> that smells and I look off and I see the pace car coming with the field. Yeah. Put it in first, carefully drive off the grass, get onto the track just before the pace car. Oh, yes. Radio in to say, hey, I'm coming in. And then pitted. We changed drivers and the car ran for another three hours. And then yeah. finally it had an overheating problem. And that's, that's what put the car out. But yeah. So, so um, what was on the, it was a tire wall and then nothing behind the tire wall. Yeah, there was so, no guardrail. Right. You've been to Nelson ledges, right? Yeah. But a hundred years ago. Okay. So, so you have so the, you have the, the carousel. Tire walls are, the tire walls yeah. are like this. They're not, they're not yeah. square. They're, oh, they're pyramids. They're stacked. So oh. when I, when I, when he hit the tire wall, the car just rolled right over Got it. Got it. And ended up on the outside, and you could there's an the access outside, road on the wheels. Sure, yeah. sure, okay. There's now like an access road out there that you can take to get around the track, but you'll see horse and buggy carriages and stuff yeah. out there. You know, yeah. I, I, I'm not even sure there's an access road when you get back to the section I was in. I think well, it was. I think it's a river, but yeah, swamp, yeah, same yeah. Thing. I think it was all wetlands, which <laughs> it would have been a whole different problem. But okay. uh, yeah, I, I I rolled right over the tire barrier and landed on the tires and so that was it and and everything was fine other than at the end you had a little overheating problem did you were you able to trace that back to going upside down probably um <laughs> no we never were able to trace that back to anything um it it, it may have been that the driver in the car at the time just stopped paying attention to the temperature gauge mm. well you there know was some damage there was some damage to the uh let's see i went it backwards there was some damage to the left rear uh fender and when I, I pitted, they had to pull it away from the tire. But it wasn't rubbing. There was no smoke. There was no right. sound. So yeah. it was really literally the gentlest big crash I've ever had. <laughs> God, I wish mine were like that. Uh, uh, and and awesome. it was captured. It was live yeah. on, on Champ Car Live at the time. So yeah. everybody got to come with me. And and we got to, you know, again, test our camera equipment, make sure that it holds up in a crash and it does well. <laughs> crash tested. You know, it never moved. Yeah, crash yeah. tested. So, uh, you know, earlier you're talking about, you know, you started out with Skip Barber that you don't have, a, you know, you didn't have a lot of money because, you know, it's normal life. But you have a bookcase, so you know you're loaded. None of us have bookcases. Wait a second. <laughs> what's, what, that's not a bookcase. Well, beh underneath, behind me, there's books. Oh, okay. All right. I'll yeah, but it. that's uh, like a Home Depot thing. <laughs> books. I pull, look where I pulled that out of. Right behind me. Steve's got work. a proper set of bookcases, man. Yeah, well, With books on that, it too. But, but, but oh holy smokes! All that's, right, so that's a righteous library. Let's so get it, into it's, that, Steve. It's and all four walls look like that. So let's get into that. Sure. Let's get to the sci-fi part. So I've known you for a number of years, and we've had some good talks over these uh, these races. You know, we, you know, you're going for 24 hours, 14 hours, and you know, we're a commercial or they just send me on pit lane and I'm not doing anything because Polly wants to hog all the airtime. <laughs> I sit and talk to these guys and, and Steve's one of them. And, and we have some really good conversations. And so you're not only a, uh, a blogger about sci-fi, but you also have written some books. Yeah. So actually the top shelf, everything on there is something I've written. Oh, wow. So it's, uh, I don't know, six or eight feet worth of stuff. Um, altogether, but um, it's not just sci-fi. You also do because your your day job is working with the New York State Health Department. So you've written papers and 
Yes. Yeah. I've done, I've done some, some papers, articles, posters. I do a lot of presentations. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I, I do quality improvement work with, um, uh, a, a statewide program called New York links where I'm focused on helping HIV programs do what they do just a little bit better to improve okay. HIV care. And we're eventually we're, we're, we're really close in New York to ending the HIV epidemic in the state. Cool. So another year or so, and we will, the epidemic essentially will be pretty much over here, which That's is a awesome. big deal. Oh, no right. Question. Right. It Absolutely. is actually huge. So your, uh, your sci-fi, what, what kind of sci-fi do you write? Futuristic? Uh, well, I guess it would be futuristic, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, I, I, I write, I mean, I write a mix mixture of stuff. I write some fantasy. I've done some horror. I've done some science fiction. I don't do nuts and bolts science fiction. I, I just, I don't have the science background for that. So I tend to do social science, oh. science fiction. Um, do a lot of things with, so, I, I do a lot of things with aliens. A lot of what I do is, is, is playing with reality is interpretations of reality. So what, what one pe person or people think of as reality compared to what somebody else may think of, of as reality. And, and actually I do a, a a book review column mm -hmm. called the damn aliens speak to you and it's all about them interpreting human behavior through human writing mm -hmm. um and they're not they're not they're not the smartest bunch of aliens to begin with so <laughs> uh, you know we're earth, earth is way out on the spiral arm of the galaxy which so well, it's far it's, it's that's it's, being re, that's being re, re uh reassessed seems like daily now yeah, it takes a while to get to us from the center. Yeah. And so all the smart aliens are in the middle. <laughs> and the ones that are, you know, struggling to to maintain their position and are are sent to the spiral arms. Well, so wait we a don't, second. We don't get we the being, brightest are, aliens. So are the are crazy we being, are, Wait, are we being swung out? I thought we were moving inwards. It, Either way, we're oh. so far away from the center, it's not <laughs> yeah, going to yeah. make a difference. So um, are, are, are the crazy aliens on the left or on the right? No, I'm sorry. Never mind. <laughs> there is no left or right. That's oh, okay. the thing. Yeah, That's good to know. Yeah. That's aliens good. are central, man. Okay. They're like yeah, the, aliens, the alien perspective is that we're we're doomed, and it's just a question of, it's a matter of days, maybe weeks. We, we as in humans are doomed? Yeah. Well, I, I could have yeah, told we're, you we're didn't need an alien we're to tell, tell me that. <laughs> I, I, st I still think um, we're living in a simulation. I'm just kidding, but there, there's that's actually that's a they're working on science on that too, aren't they? Right now they they are. I mean, that's an interesting interpretation if you want to avoid responsibility for everything. <laughs> you mean like this job? Well, we can do anything we want because this is a simulation. simulation. Okay, I sure. Reset. See, I sure. I when use the... my heritage for that, Steve. I, I'm Polish. You can't. It's not my fault. <laughs> Yeah, sure, I'm, get me I'm, in I'm trouble. Part Polish, so I, I, I get most of that. Yeah. Speaking of Polish, did you guys completely? Did you guys see a Polish team won at Le Mans? They did, yeah. absolutely. And, yeah. and one of its drivers broke its foot when it got ran over by a Corvette. Oh yes, how Polish yeah. is that? Yeah, yeah. And they were they were sponsored by by a Polish bakery, so the, they probably had a the, had a backseat full of babkas. The, the yeah. teams, the, the owner of the team, made their money in is a big Polish bakery. Yeah. So I was yeah. like, yeah, absolutely. Bring on the Bobka. No question. Yeah, I thought that was, yeah, I thought it was a great story. An awesome and I'm glad story. they won. I'm, I'm sorry the Iron Dames came in fourth, but I'm glad, I'm glad yeah. that team won the LMP2. Yeah, that was cool. Anyway, sorry, yeah, I, I was rooting. Yeah, well, I was rooting for the Iron Dames because I, I just, sure. it, 
my first Lamar, actually the only Lamar I went to, um, an all women's team was there and they ended up breaking the chassis in practice and they pretty much spent the whole race trying to glue this carbon fiber oh, wow. chassis back oh, together. Never, never got it back together. But just remember they're sitting there at two in the morning with my binoculars over in the Jaguar. I think it was Jaguar um, stands yeah. just looking into their pit lane, just tr- watching them work on this car, feeling so sad for him. Cause you know, you kind of rooting for him. You spent time in Britain, Bill. It's a Jaguar. Jaguar. Yeah, something like <laughs> All right, that. So I, back to this sim I, thing. I, yeah. What, what what is this that we're living in a sim? Yeah, there's some people that think we're living in a simulation. Like, what's that? What was that movie? Um, oh, take the blue pill and the green pill, something like that. Oh, the Matrix. Matrix. Oh, the Matrix. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like the Matrix. Okay. You know. Now I got you. Okay. Yeah. Something like that. Matrix Who knows? Two is coming up too. Yeah, it, it's it's a it's a it's kind of a an out there theory that uh, people supposedly have evidence of this, and they 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 put some strange stuff out for evidence. Um, but it, it's one of those things you, you're never going to be able to prove it, right? Right, right. So, unless they do an update, <laughs> you'll never know. That's the thing. Oh yeah, like, that's the, right. The update yeah. will update you. You'll, you'll never be aware yeah. of it. So. Yeah. It's uh, like I said, it's 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 I think the imaginings of people who just feel helpless about their situation and the easy way, easy way to deal with that. Say, oh, well, I'm not responsible for anything. This is I'm being controlled by somebody else and it's all make believe. and I don't have to worry about anything. So I've I'm friends with Sam Moses, who's a writer as well. Um, I've also kind of befriended some other folks that are writers, but they never raced but they're putting together some racing stories, which I kind of find odd, but is what it is. <laughs> you ever thought about writing a, a book about racing? Not a book. I also do screenplays. Oh. And uh, wait, let me get my. Hold on yeah, a second. Yeah, yeah. I'm the this one is... who lives in Hollywood. <laughs> this, is why, this is why you don't mention that often. I say, are you sure you <laughs> want to mention this? Because I'm, I'm ready to steal it and run it right downtown. I got a script. Um. I was actually, I was, uh, I had a producer friend of mine and we were, um, we, I had come up with the idea of doing a, uh, a reality TV series and we put together a package and we had a meeting at, uh, at, uh, uh, Fox in Hollywood mm-hmm. Wow. Um, with the showrunner for America's next top model. Okay. Well, that um, precludes us, man. Sorry. And we met with him on a, on a Speak Friday. So I, I drive, it's the rider strike. So I drive in through oh, the yeah. rider strike and through the galaxy gate and we go have this meeting. We met for an hour and a half and we did the pitch and we shared all this material. And um, he said, it's very interested. I'll, I'll, I'll let you know. And we went back and had lunch and uh, in the commissary and I got having eating, eating at a, at a Hollywood studio is a really odd experience because everybody there is incredibly good looking. Oh Yeah. <laughs> And you just look around, you think something's not talk about a simulation. You think yeah. something's not right here. What is it? <laughs> um and we got a call the next day, and the 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 guy said, uh, yeah, we're interested. Let's go with all the paperwork on Monday. Um, it's gonna be called Fast Women, it's gonna be about women in racing. Right. Um, he got a call that the showrunner got a call from Endemon, which was the uh the biggest producer of reality TV in Hollywood. And they offered him a vice president position, which he took, and he left Fox. Yeah. And your paperwork stayed at Fox. 
and the paperwork was never signed. Oh. And that was it. That's all she wrote. Didn't they so do a Seinfeld episode like this? <laughs> I was about 12 hours away from be, being an executive producer on a reality TV show on the Fox oh. network. Um, and it all went away. And so, we, we had a couple of more meetings with other other yeah. production companies, but we never we never got that close. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a writing is a very tough business, and it's oh, gotten yeah. tougher since nine eleven, uh, when the publishing industry kind of went into the toilet. So it's a, anybody who says they want to you know want to have a a career in the arts is it, it's very similar to racing. Tell me about um, it. <laughs> yeah, go 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 for it, but don't expect to be successful. Um, um, you know, so, you're gonna spend so, a lot of money going, not you know, coming in mid pack. So, since we can all self publish now, does that make it easier or harder? Makes it easier to, to publish yourself. You're not going to make any money, right? I mean, that's the thing, right? It, 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 if you want to publish just to get your stuff out there, this is you're living in the time you want to be living in, right? Um, you just put it into Amazon. They pop it out and then you it's up to you to sell it right and you won't yeah. um because you don't have that many friends um <laughs> yeah you don't know, you know that much about me steve <laughs> how did you well, learn all this about well, me <laughs> you probably don't know how many books you have to actually sell to make make some oh, money I, I can only yeah. imagine um i mean I it's, it's in the it's in the hundreds of thousands yeah um so you know if, if you want to publish just to put something out there absolutely it, right. it, do it go for it if you want to, if you want to do that, because you want to be a, a writer for your job, not going to happen. Yeah. So, how so, many books have you written? So, I'm I'm a short fiction writer primarily. Okay. Um, I've I've written one novel. It did not get published. I've written a couple novels actually. They neither one of them got published. Um, but I'm primarily short fiction, nonfiction. Um, and I, and, I, and screenplays. I've I've had a few got screenplays. Um, I've got some uh, producer credits nice. um, for for movies and things. Um, had one one screenplay that I was a co writer on get produced. Uh, was released only in Germany, uh, oddly enough. You and, and I've never actually seen it. So it was a uh, it was written. It was about a a drug dealer in a in a police chief in Bridgeport, Connecticut, and why Germany decided they wanted to make that. I don't, I don't have no idea. <laughs> huh. So I had a friend, uh, Mike Sturgis. His dad is John Sturgis. Hmm. Why does that so name John, sound familiar? Because John did the filming racing part of Le Mans before he quit. Oh, the original Le Mans. The, yeah. Okay. And before it was whoever came in to make the, the story the john Garner wanted to make a, lamar yeah lamar. john okay. wanted to make a story and yeah. mcqueen wanted racing of course <laughs> so and so mike told me he says yeah john got or his dad got home early and they were conf you know family was confused why are you home early and he said i will never work with that mcqueen ever again <laughs> but um mike um i worked with at university of virginia and um before he, he passed away i want to say 10 years ago of pancreatic cancer really sad but um he had left uva for a bit after his dad passed away and tried to go back to la and and sell some screenplays and even with his name it was so difficult yeah, yeah. 
you know, and his dad was prolific with movies and just, yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a question of, of who, you know, more than anything else. Talent really has very little to do with it. And as you get older, it gets tougher and tougher and tougher oh, yeah. because, yeah. you know, they don't want to, you know, it's, it's, I was actually part of a lawsuit where we sued the product, uh, um, the, the production companies for age discrimination. We won. Mm-hmm. Um, not that it did any good, but <laughs> yeah, um, they were the lawyers, the lawyers made a lot of money. Yeah. Sure. Usually how those things is. usually go. But I should mention also before we get, before we get any farther that my wife is a writer and oh. she is a novelist. She has, she's had uh, eight or nine novels published. Wow. And her name is Barbara Chapitis. If I don't, if I don't mention her name and say that I'll, I'll be in big trouble. What kind of, <laughs> what, what genre does she write? Um, she writes, she writes science fiction as well. Nice. And also, um, uh, with what's got the label of women's fiction, but it's really straightforward, straightforward fiction, straight fiction. You'll Some need, of it's pretty funny. You'll need to give like us science fiction is, is cyber cyberpunk sure. in that, in that. Oh realm. yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yep. You'll have to give us the link so we can put it in the show notes so that you can sell some books. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. We don't care about, you know, get you into a race car, but we want to sell you some books. <laughs> well, selling books gets me in a race car. Well, there you go. So well, that, you know, that's that's that in my in my five jobs. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you pretty much do. Uh, kind of have to do that nowadays. Yeah, tell me about it. Tell me about it. So what's... Yeah, and it's, getting, it's getting more expensive, unfortunately. Yeah. Definitely. What's uh, what's up next for you as far as getting a race car? Um, I'm not in a car until uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to consider. I'm trying to think about VIR. I have a love-hate relationship with VIR. I, I have raced there, I think, seven times. I have never been in the car that's finished. Um, you know, Visceral said, we'll, we'll, we'll swear they finished a race, but we blew a tire with three laps to go pitted and when we actually stopped dead in the pits with a flat tire when they threw the checkered flag so we had we technically did not finish that race um i was your replacement driver one year you were i had the flu yes yeah and uh, i I paid for that seat (laughs) wait so did i Uh oh (laughs) ron (laughs) Uh oh we're in trouble now <clears throat> yes, so you that, were. You, you took yeah. you took my spot because I I got the flu really bad, and I said ah, I just don't want to take a chance of yeah more the, more of, of infecting everybody else. Than... The funny part, I was a slow guy on the team, and they said I was no different than the the guy I replaced. Yeah, they told me the same thing. <laughs> said, yeah, we, we put Bill in, and he he drove just like you, slow, slow. <laughs> I said, well, that's that's kind of cruel. <laughs> well, I didn't want to wreck the car. You know, first of all, I'm Bill Strong. You know, yeah. If I wreck a car, everybody's gonna know it. Everybody. I mean, hell, I got out of the car. I forget who the guy was. Um, the tall, it's a really tall guy that runs with you oh, guys. Oh, Dave. Probably. Yes. So I get out of the car. Dave is like helping me out of the car and he lets go and I just face plant. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. You know, I always tell people that the type of guy you want in the car is the one that, that doesn't wreck the car. You know, if you want to get rides, you know, there's a couple of, of pro drivers who I'm pretty good friends with, and 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 usually, um, I always tout when they're when they're when they bring the car back with all the doors and all the wheels pointing yeah. in the right direction. And that's a really good thing, but the, they're also fast, Bill. So it's 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 good to be safe, but you also need to be fast. 
on this edition of Champ Car Live. <laughs> oh, wait, sorry. <laughs> no, the, the, the thing about that, if you remember, slow is relative. Yeah. Right. Right. So, so, so uh, trust me, I, I know for a fact Bill was not slow. He may have been, he may have had the slowest time of those drivers, but there was a fast drivers in that. Yes, car. there were. It's a really fast car. So, well, and I'd never driven. Well, so my experience in the 944 was, was racing with it, not in it, right. but with it, with our 2.2 liter um, Toyota MR2s, because they yeah. were equal when yeah. we were all about, you know, when we were all heavy cars before Ron put his, went on a diet. Yeah. And I got fat. Um, our cars were pretty equal and they handled a lot alike. Yeah. You know, you we went into the corners the same way, we came out of the corners the same way, and we stayed together. And we had some great racing over the years. Yeah. And then I had to go through and do the stupid Troy Trulio thing to my car and shove a V6 in it. And we pulled away from you guys. So it wasn't really a race anymore I, until <laughs> Ron went on the diet. Right. But yeah, they, it was, well, first off, I, I didn't want to wreck the car. Because I knew it could win that race. Um, of course, other people say no, it couldn't. But it, it can. It's a potential yeah. winner wherever right. it goes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I didn't want to cause anybody else's. You know, I had an early stint of a twenty-four hour race. The last thing you want to do is take somebody out in a twenty-four hour race, right? Especially when you work for Champ Car, right? So yeah, that's well, kind of why I was slow. And and it, you remind me of something, Steve, which makes really good sense. Is is I remember I was down at Daytona one year, and and Ganassi had put together kind of the dream team. It was Juan Pablo Montoya, Scott Dixon, Scott Pruitt, and I forget who the third guy was, but th- this was like the dream team. And I, and I'm talking to all. I actually had a chance to get all four of them together, and I looked them all four right and straight in the eye, and I said, you know, one of you is going to be slowest. And then they all kind of started doing the whole peacock yeah. thing. I'm not going to be, he's going to, you know, and, and, but so you're right. I mean, you can be the slowest guy on a, on a team full of studs and still be the slowest guy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and also yeah. they run the car all the time where I, sure. and that's my excuse. That's I know excuse. Randy Popes would never, never seen the car arrive <laughs> with his rental car, get out of the car, two hops into the car and go out and said FTD the other day. That's Randy Popes. Yeah. But so. Randy, Randy spends a few minutes in a, you know, I spent a few more minutes than you driving. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that, 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 you know, seat time. Oh yeah. It's everything. Seat time counts for, for oh, a yeah. it's all muscle. And memory. we, and we know this because you and I have taken time off from racing a little bit here and there and we come back and it's, it's like, man, I, you know, I'm the best driver out there. You know, I've, I've got a trophy to prove it and da da da. And, <laughs> yeah. and you, you, you get out of the car for a year and you get back in and it's like, it's not there yeah. at all. It's like, yeah, it sucks. Yeah, well, and the sport moves. The sport moves while you're out. Yeah, you know, the cars yeah. get quicker. The oh the, yeah, right. Equipment gets better. It's uh, the, the other drivers probably get different. Better. Yep. Yeah, when we were doing a lot of races a year, it was just so much. You know, it was by the end of the year, you're just like, yeah, this is nothing. They were gonna, we're gonna be up there, and we were. Yeah. You know, and then a year and a half later, we tried doing the same thing, and guess where we were? <laughs> yeah, not not up front. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and the car, you know, like you were talking about Ron's cars. I mean, he, you know, we went, when we added the wing, when he added the wing, mm-hmm. that was an entirely different car. Yeah. Um, we were at Road, Road Atlanta, and we were, we were coming coming off the back straight and the downhill. We were braking where we normally do, and the car would come almost to a dead stop by the two marker. And it's like, oh, <laughs> wait a minute. This is not yeah. right. Yeah. You know, I, I get a break way, way later now that the wing's on this. And yeah. it took us quite a while to get just for us to get used to that car. And we've been driving those cars for yeah. for a couple of years at that point. So 
And then a couple well, years later, he got rid of the wings. And then, you know, so you're having to relearn. Each, each time you get in a different car, you have to relearn that right. particular car. There's you one race at Road Atlanta where his car was just, you know, the guys were like complaining the car wasn't right, but they're leading the race and Road Atlanta. And it's getting late at night. I think Ron, I just interviewed Ron in the car, you know, in his personal car. Right. It was cold. So we went to where the heat was. And then he hops in the car. And I think the second lap out, he wrecks it. Cause yeah. it's just, it's just so undrivable. And I think his, his thing over the radio is how the F did you guys drive this car? <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I hate and you the- guys were complaining and you guys are complaining the whole time. Cause I think he said that, you know, they're complaining about the car. It's the, it's doing great. <laughs> well, yeah, hey. the car was moving. The car was moving under braking. The car was moving under acceleration. There was the problem. That car, that particular car had been hit so many times that the yeah. frame was twisted in a couple of different directions. Yeah. And so, you know, you were able to fix that somewhat by by uh, camber and other sure. things yeah. you can do with the tires. But, you know, when, you, when you're going fast and you hit the brakes hard, all that goes away and the car just wants to go yeah. the direction yeah. it wants to go. So, but you get you again. You get used to that, and you start correcting with the steering. Right. Yeah. We had people get in the car, and they would say the same thing. We say, "Go, oh God, this car is undrivable. How are you guys out there going fast?" And it's like, "What are you talking about? The car's fine." Yeah. And, and and I don't want to say Ron. You know, Ron makes a hell of a car. Him and his son. Yeah. They put together a hell of a car, and I don't want to talk bad about it. But right. yeah, there's just sometimes, and as a builder, you you think the car is great. Your drivers go out, and they're like, "What the hell? What the hell did you do to this car?" You know, yeah. you, you're thinking, oh, you mean it's good? And they're like, no, 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 you did something wrong. <laughs> oh, you don't want tow out. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. And then sometimes, sometimes you don't get, you know, the people don't believe you. You can, but you, you say on the radio while well, the car's oh, yeah. doing this. And it's like, yeah, no, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> Go fast. Like, well, I'm in the car. You're not. The car's doing this. Yeah. You say, well, I've looked yeah. at it. Everything looks fine. And it's like, okay, but yeah. You know, and then wrong. four hours later, the ball joint breaks. And it's like, yeah. Well, yeah. I tried yeah. to tell you that. Yeah. Yeah, I've been there. Funny. I had yeah, Troy yell, Troy yelling at me on a live stream, you know, <laughs> effing this, effing that, dude. I told you to fix that. And it's like, there's nothing wrong with it. Just go faster. And it does. Yeah. yeah. And that's I guess every every team does that. Sure. It's just it's in, you know, that it's 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 the nature of the series. We're driving, we're driving. I mean, this is an 85 Porsche 944. The car is almost 40 years old. What are we doing taking a 40-year-old car trying to yeah. make it go eight hours at, at flat flat out speed? That's insane. Well, not only that, you're taking it eight hours here, seven hours there, yeah. 14 hours there, 12 yeah. hours over here, 24 there. Oh, another 24. And yeah. you're doing this over and over and over again, year after year in the same chassis. Now, there's a lot of guys in Champ Car that replace a car weekly, it seems like. But there's the traditional teams that have been with us a long time that have stuck with the same chassis. And... You know, I, I think we're starting to see some of them. What's that? What would the word be? Not cancel out, but they're basically the yeah, cars are disappearing. Out. Timed out. Yeah, because yeah. they are twisting. They're ripping. I mean, hell, look at Huggins cars. I mean, he's ripping the chassis in, in certain areas. So, yeah, yeah. I, I hate yeah. that. Yeah, it, it's I mean, that that's, you know, that, that's sort of the nature of the sport. When we when I first started with this was all these all the cars are very old. We were, yeah. we were fast, but not crazy fast. Now it's. It's you know, crazy fast, extremely fast. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I gain more than a second a lap every year. Yeah, yep. Which is, which is a lot of speed. Which is, you know, a lot of speed. Yeah, and, and most yeah, we, of that's I, in the car build. 
I keep a, a record of all our times as well. So it's you can see where okay, I put the here's the car with the the Mark One with the two point two. Here's the Mark Two with the two point two, yep. and at the track, same configuration. We go out the V six. It's like whoa, oh, we put the wing on. Whoa, you know, it, it, it's just or the big wing, not the little wing, and. Then it was like, oh, look, I did a whole racing for the whole year. I did seven races here. Look how much better I got. Sure. And then we transitioned to the next year. We had 10 races. And, yeah, it's just so, you know, the times. And then you'll see yeah. me take a two-year break and hop in a car that should be about equal to mine. And, yeah, look how slow I am. Well, and, so. and I hate to defend Bill because, gosh, that's something I don't like to get into the habit of doing. But, but Bill, you also drive a lot of different cars. You know, you hop in a car here. You hop in a car there. And you might do a stint here and you might do a stint there. It's hard yeah. to get good in any car when you're only in it for a stint. And then the next week, weekend, whenever that is, whether yeah. it's a week or two or a year or two, you get in a whole different car. Uh, everything only, you, you knew doesn't mean anything anymore. The only car that I did that with that I was actually felt was the MR, uh, not not Visceral, um, Leviathan's MR2. But and, that was a lot like what you already had. Yeah, and it was... It, more basic, but yes, yeah. less downforce. And sure. but it was just like, wow, this, you know, and I was a heck of a lot faster than there were and, until they figured out, oh, the car can go fast. And then they, they picked up and got close. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. you and need again, someone just... fast to get in to let you know that you can do it. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, that counts. But, you know, a lot of this is relative too. I mean, if, if you've driven a while and you're halfway decent, you really can get in almost any car. Right. And get to like ninety five percent pretty quickly. But yeah. we're talking about it's that, it's that final, it's that final <laughs> two, three, final three, four, five seconds right. that 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 really where get the yeah. seat time really pays off. Or having somebody say to you, coaching, getting yeah. coaching, yeah. have somebody yeah. say, "Look, you can go flat out through there." I do, and right. then and then you hope they're not lying to you. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like yeah, I've done that to Troy. Because um, <laughs> I've done that, and then they say, "Oh well, you you really went flat out there?" I was just kidding. And it's like, yeah. what do you mean you were just kidding? Yeah, that, that's a that's a horrible thing to do to me. Yeah, I did that to Troy, and I never will do that again. No, because it probably would have killed him if he knew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dad, where was it? Charlotte, flat out in three before the repave. Yeah. Are you taking oh, a flat yeah. out? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, no problem. And he went and did. He said he almost died like six times, but if Bill could do it, <laughs> I can do it. Yeah, he tells it better. All but right. um, so so you're uh. Uh, we are yeah we're this is late here we're getting up yeah. on it yeah yeah all right steve thank you for visiting <laughs> us and hopefully you find those aliens and uh you know good luck with your writing you got typewriter and all that not anymore i used to i used to type really fast i still type really fast but now i'm on a com computer was it electric or did you have to push the buttons all the way down i started off with a manual yeah so, so i was i was literally that's why i don't have carpal tunnel because i spent all those years pounding the keys pounding yes literally <laughs> pounding the keys and then i went yeah. to a, a selectric and then yeah you know eventually I, I still pound the keys my my computer keyboards are are actually i i are, i i indent the keys for my nails <laughs> wow that's <laughs> hardcore yeah uh, damn steve sawicki thank you for joining us thanks steve look forward to meeting you in person one of these days yeah, absolutely. It's been and my now pleasure. I can Thank say it actually was a pleasure. You 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 wondered if I was actually telling. Now that we're done, it, it, it was no question that it was a pleasure. Thanks for being with us. Thanks, All right, Steve. thank you. All right, when we come back. We'll get caught up on whatever's next. Stay with us. Champ Car Live continues. Welcome back to Inside Champ Car. 
I'm Brian Balansky. He's Bill Strong. You'd know that, though, because our names are right there on the screen. <clears throat> yeah, somewhere. <laughs> that, that was, was good, fun. I, I like Steve. Steve's, like I said, entertaining guy to talk to. We had a, we had a lot in common yeah. during COVID because he got pulled off the age stuff and got put on to sure. some other thing that was going on at the time. Sure. Um, and so we had a lot to talk about because our my wife, you know, worked in that business as well. Right. So right. But yeah, it was a good guy to race with. Fun. I had I have a good time with him. Um, so t- before you go, t- Timothy Elliott was in the chat. He said if he was writing a book, he would call it "As the Wrench Turns." <laughs> so, you know, we talk about you know he talked about doing a reality show, and we've yeah. had a lot of people want to do reality shows with us, and we've had meetings. Sure. To the point of we think this might work, but there's always, to me, having, you know, I watch a lot of TV. I don't sleep much, by the way. I, <laughs> I, I don't, but I watch a lot of TV or YouTube or whatever. And what's, what people want to see are the wrenches throwing and the cussing and screaming right. and the, you know, the drama. Right. Most of us don't really have that drama. I mean, the only real drama we see is if I throw a microphone in somebody's face as their car had just got punted off a track and you know, they're trying to fix their car and I'm like, so what happened? You know, <laughs> that's the drama because you know, Bill's going to get hurt in a second. If you don't walk away, Bill is what somebody told me once. No. So, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It was a 24 hour. And I know exactly who it was. <laughs> <laughs> I, you're so lovable, Bill. Why would you think want to hurt you? N- not with a microphone on my hand. Of course, Doc's rooting him on. Come on, <laughs> come on, take a swing, up. take a swing, <laughs> fight, fight. Yeah. So, <clears throat> you know, I'm I'm always out for to create controversy, and so I have entered Uh-oh. my Opal GT. Nice. You and into the yeah into the Sebring eight plus seven hour <laughs> New Year's race. Not the one coming up. Funny story. So I, Bill posted he's entered the Opal, and and uh, and I sent a, a message. I said, Bill, is there room for a guy my size in the Opal? And the flat out one word answer, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, no sugar coating. It's no. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say, well, you know, if we, you know, it's, <laughs> dude, it's tight for me. Uh, and I, I have a big, I, I bought a bigger seat. Yeah. I have bought one of those. It's an aluminum seat because I can't fit a proper seat in, but it's a full right. containment aluminum yeah. seat. And I'm trying to figure out how the hell I'm going to fit this thing in there. I mean, you mean you haven't put the seat in yet? No, it's sitting there. <laughs> oh, it's in there. It's in there. It's oh, just not. Don't bolted. know if I can get it out to bolt it in, but it's in there. Now That's it's funny. it's tight, and it's it's you know it fit, you it'll fit are, me in no problem. You and I are not dissimilar in height. It's just the girth issue. Yeah, yeah. I'm a manly so, man, Bill. You are. You are. <laughs> You know, uh, I'm going to have to find someone with a bigger can opener to go race at. Well, I had a guy that drove for me that was, you know, a little bigger than me, not much bigger. Right. But um, he drove the Opal and he, he couldn't get out of the car when it caught on fire. That's that scared funny. the shit out of me. Excuse my language yeah. there, YouTube folks. <laughs> no, you got to be able to get out. Yeah. You know, part of it was he didn't know how to get out of the car. There's a process you do. You know, you get well, lift, unbuckle, lift your, lift your pelvis up right. and slip it down a little bit and then you know remove right. the steering wheel and then you can kind of squeeze yourself out of there and it's a process but he didn't do it and i made him do it while i was fixing the car after the fire you get in and out of the car and he said oh yeah i can do it And i'm like now put your freaking helmet on and do it with yeah. the hans and all that and then try it i tell oh. people 
you've got to practice this in your garage at home wearing all your gear. Not that just means he the has helmet. to come to my house. Well, then do it in the in, in the paddock. <laughs> yes, you yes. know, and, before things. And that's and that's something we had done in the past, right. and I got complacent. Right. You know, that's like I used to send all my drivers, um, basically an instruction manual on how to make the car work. Sure. How to start it. Yeah. How to shut it down. What happens if this happens? Here's pictures of the dashboard with all right. the switches and what they do. The $500 switch doesn't make it go $500 faster. It was just this extra switch, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it gave them a view at the car, what they saw. Sure. And it, it was just a right. manual. If they read it, don't know, but I'm pretty, I, I know that some guys did and they were thankful for that. Right. I had the same drivers over and over and over and I just got complacent. And Kevin came on and as a crew member and we, if you ever saw the picture of, uh, I had been boasting about how great our fuel cans were and, you know, we never spilt anything and right. blah, blah, blah. We could dump in like seven seconds. And <laughs> this is before the, the quick fills we'd modified them up. And I was, yeah, I was doing something. Yeah. And somebody posted up a picture. So Bill explain this. And he, Kevin's got the can upside down where the vent is just pour, peeing out fuel straight onto the <laughs> wheel. So it's like, Oh upside God. Down. Oh upside God. Down. So Kevin also, you know, he had a hard time getting out of the car, and I completely forgot. So that's one of the things that I've been really and and your manual is a good idea. I, I I was listening to an interview with uh, Graham Rahal when he switched cars at Indy this year, and he went from his car to a whole different team, and one was Honda, the other was Chevy, and the steering wheels were completely different. So on the wrong and, side. Well, no, they're. <laughs> oh man. See people, what I have to deal with. Sorry, no, single but seaters. The buttons were all in, you know, the different things. Yeah. So he, they sent him a picture of his steering wheel and with the IDs of the buttons, and he had to literally go to study. So yeah. when he got in the car on Thursday or Friday for the first time, you know, he didn't, you know, hit the radio button, which was actually the fire extinguisher, or the fire yeah. bottle. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's funny because you, it's so you can't see it because I'm wearing 100% bifocal, the, the right. reading glasses, but my my normal glasses that I would race with are, are, are transition bifocal lenses. Right. So when guys have stuff written on a dash, I'm sitting there like oh, trying yeah. to figure out what it, what's <laughs> what, you know, and you, you had maybe 20 minutes before the race to look at the dashboard and kind of go over what was on it and right. where, what do what, when, where I like what the guys have done. Like at uh, some of the, some of the teams like Salins have color coded dashboards. You know, so you know, I, I got a tech tip, Bill. Oh, Ready? Hold on, hold on, hold on. So if you're a, a team that has a lot of drivers come in and out, you need to take a picture of the dashboard. Yes, give it to the drivers to look at ahead of time, but you need to have that with you during the race so that if you need the driver to press a button, you could actually help oh, yeah. them tell them where the button is. You yeah. know, two buttons on left of the steering wheel, second button from the top. So, and, yeah. and, and sometimes if you're not in the car, and even if you spend a lot of time in the car, you might forget where those buttons are. So right. by having the picture there in front of you so that you can just pop it up and say, oh, yes, okay, yeah, a, a left of the steering wheel, second from the top. That yep. might be That's the actually difference. a really good idea. Yeah. yeah, that might be the difference between having to come in and do an extra pit stop because right. 
the driver might just not know. And when you got a lot of new drivers or people that come in and out with arrive and drives, that's yeah. a great idea. Yeah, when I rewired my car, I got rid of a lot of the switches. They right. don't do anything. So we had relays and things that we put in. And basically, it was just like everything goes up. You yeah. never touch a switch um, except for the main power switch off. Right. Everything else, just stay on the whole time. Right. Fans, well, except for wipers. But that, that was right. a separate switch. Anyway. But, yeah. Cool. So but that's a good idea, actually. That's really good. Every once in a while, I have a good idea. You do. So. so we got Autobahn coming up, race coming over tomorrow night. We're leaving yep. my house bright and early, I think somewhere around 3 or 4 a.m. He doesn't know yet. <laughs> Get to Autobahn so we can start setting up Flagtronics with Jimmy. Nice. And um, <clears throat> Thursday, and we have 32 cars for that race, which is pretty good. Cool. Yep. CMP we had, too. That's where we're going to have our national um, board of directors meeting for okay. Champ Car. That's going to be held at CMP, we'll be streaming streaming that online. Sure. As uh, on Thursday, okay. And I'll be doing that local. Um, we have thirty seven cars for that race. Awesome. Then we head to Sebring. Fifty six cars for that one already. I'm gonna, wow. I'm expecting that one summer. I think we'll be about seventy five cars towards the end. Then we go to MSR Houston. We got 14 cars for that. We'd love to have more folks. We really, really do. High Plains, we're up to 21 cars now, though you'll see only 19 on there, but we have two more signing up today. Cool. Lifeline VAR 24. We're at 56 cars. That does have a limit of how many cars we can have on their pit lane, so make sure you sign up early so you don't get stuck out. And that's a 24-hour race at VAR, sponsored by Lifeline. Yes. I'm going to have to buy a fire system for it. Completely forgot about the fire system. Well, there you go. The Opal. So I got to pick one up here. They have like a $450 fire system. I nice. saw. That's not bad. Yeah. No, it's pretty good. That's not bad. AAF, AAAF, or whatever. Yeah. So before we go, Bill, we should uh, wish all the dads out there happy Father's Day. When's that? That's this weekend. Oh, I'm a grandfather. So happy Grandfather's oh, Day. Speaking of who, I don't know if anybody follows me on Facebook. My son's engaged. Oh, congratulations. So going to push another know. one out of the house. I know. Well, he's gone, but yeah, him and Ashley got engaged <laughs> That's fantastic. Saturday. He's kind of surprised us. Yeah. Yeah. We all had bets on when they, we thought they were going to, I won. I won. Everybody else was way off. Nice. Well, that's I good just, news. Yeah. So yeah, lots going on with Champ Car. They're doing a board of directors meeting, I think right now to sort out the, the presentation that uh, I'll be finishing up here. Once they get all their stuff done, I'll be doing that up. They'll be announcing all the changes for the 2024 Yearbook, okay. eh, rule book, not yearbook, rule book. Um, <laughs> there's not that many, right? But I'll let them tell it. I don't want to give it away. Yeah, no, no. But um, yeah. But uh, some of them I agreed with. Some of them nah, I didn't agree with. But it's not that's what happens. Choice, you have a club. It's not that's my right. choice. So yeah. Right. Um, yeah. I still want 454s to be legal in a mini. But <laughs> hey, you know, how many points would that be? I don't know, but I want 36 gallons because a mini came with 36 gallons somewhere in the world. <laughs> sure it did. <laughs> you would need it if All you right. put a 454 in there. Yeah. I don't know who our guest is next week. Um, I need to contact them. I've got a list of guests, which is pretty cool. If yeah. you want to be a guest on Inside Champ Car, please send me an email, bill.strong at champcar.org. If you can't remember that, you can just send it to media at champcar.org. Or even Dana, I don't care. Send it to somebody. Send it to whatever at champcar.org. It gets to Dana. He'll forward it to me. But we'd love to have you guys on as a guest. Um, 
you know, talk about champ car stuff and maybe not even champ car stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, and we've done something tonight that I thought would never happen, Bill. And that would be aliens. We have created a podcast, a podcast YouTube that my wife will actually watch. That's too cool. Because we talked about sci-fi. There you go. So I, I'm going to actually, she'll actually Wait, say, are you a sci-fi nerd? No, my wife is. And, okay. and kind of by osmosis, I have to be. Um, my, my, I'm very like, like, um, Star Wars is my sci-fi. All it right. It really isn't sci-fi. So Star Trek or Star Wars? Star Wars. Oh, Star Trek. Yeah, no. Star Wars is a cartoon. <laughs> nah, I was, I was never a Trekkie. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that's my, that, that's what I consider sci-fi. So, which means I'm not really a sci-fi guy. <laughs> I know. I know. I've been told this for, I, I my wife tells me this all the time. But anyway, so hey, that's this, fantasy. This will be a. <laughs> this will be a. Oh gosh, uh, this will, so this will be an episode that my wife will will watch the one go. and only. So just look for the aliens. I'm go. loving the clickbait, man. That's, I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm going to do more and more clickbait. Yeah, we got to work on that. I got to work on that on, on all of my podcasts. We so. need some. We need some fishermen on this on this oh, podcast. Yeah. Yeah. There's got to be racers that fish. Well, other than me, so. I watch a, a YouTube. Oh gosh, we're we're digressing. I watch a YouTube guy who they're from Southern California and they built a bass boat out of a 14 foot John boat. <laughs> and they take this thing to all of these like huge, like bass pro competitions. And they're going up against guys with $150,000 boats. Yeah. And the guys, and the cool part is all of the guys with the expensive boats, all the, you know, the babe Winkleman's and all the names that you yeah. might, might've heard of. That's the only name I, I can pull out of my butt right now, but they've like embraced these guys and they love that they show up. And they catch good, you know, they catch yeah. their limits and they've actually placed in a couple of these things. Oh, wow. And they win enough money to go buy one of these boats, but that would screw up their YouTube shtick. Oh, yeah. So yeah. They, they stay in there, but they improve their boat every couple of weeks, you know, with a little right. something here. It's just a great channel. And they're just kind of cool kids. So Tim Elliott just said something. Uh -oh. Time tunnel. I'm a huge time tunnel fan. Oh, do I have to go find Seriously. out what time tunnel is? No, it's on time tunnel. Okay. It was made like 69 68 or 69 okay and it was it was only on for a year all right and they they were told to save money and they refused to so they just stopped the show and put some <laughs> stupid western on after it gotcha. but uh yeah i'm a huge time tunnel fan they put them up on youtube so they're popping up everywhere now Got it. and uh, it's kind of cool so that and ufo space 1999 yeah those are my those are my things awesome. all right folks let's get out of here i think we're done we we need to get back to racing <laughs> that's gonna do it for another episode of inside champ car like what you heard or saw, subscribe to the podcast or the YouTube channel so you won't miss any episodes. Share it on your social media channels. Comment on the Champ Car Facebook, Facebook page, especially if it's a good one. New episodes every Wednesday night on the YouTube Champ Car Live channel. And then on Fridays, we do it on the Racing Wire Podcast Network. He's Bill Strong. I'm Brian Polanski. Have yourself a great week. 